You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Well, hell, Billy Bradley. We played two. We played two up in Dover, just like say, hey, Willie Mays. We played two. And I got to tell you, Billy Bradley, I was... Uh, I didn't think they were the worst races I've ever seen up there, and I didn't think they were the best races I've ever seen up there, but I was certainly entertained with the action on the track at Dover. I think it was um, uh, the the two days were a a contrast between each other, Uh, but I thought there was passing. I liked seeing that tire wear out. A lot of a lot of people got squirrely around there, and I, it was definitely entertaining. And we have de- we have gone up there to to that track, and we have seen a hell of a lot worse races. But mm-hmm. where this where where this fell, I mean, there's a lot of teams scrambling this week, Billy Bradley. I, the one thing I'll say about Dover is it sure has made it sure has made Daytona a hell of a lot more interesting. And Daytona is always circled on the schedule before before the season starts as going to be interesting. Billy, what did you think about the, the doubleheader weekend up there at Dover? I thought it was great. You know, shortening the races I thought were uh, 100% better. And then I, to me, I think it made the racing even better. So the doubleheader in Dover was a thumbs up for me. Billy, I, I laugh at these dumbasses who who don't like stage racing, who don't like playoff points, who don't like uh, anybody who, who, who hates stage racing and wishes that we had the old point system uh, is a fucking idiot. <laughs> because they can Hell, you can tell What's that? Uh, if we had the old point style now between yeah. Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, you could probably go ahead and crown one of them a champion. It'd be over. I mean, it'd be a two-man yeah. race. And and the fact of the matter is, by allowing you to keep stage points and playoff points and it was and regular season winner and all this stuff, you basically have the best of two worlds. You do have a point system because if you do good in the regular season, by God, you're going to be hard as hell to beat coming into playoffs. Uh, look at Kyle Busch uh, 2019. And, and I think it rewards drivers for consistency and running up front, but it also provides a hell of a lot of fun that it never could have in an old point system with these stage wins, these stage points. I mean, we saw what's happened with the 48 and 24, uh, Matt Benedetto, Clint Boyer. I, I mean, it's just, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I, I'm just, because of the way NASCAR has structured their playoff format and the way they pay points, they have made a track like Dover, which is is nobody circles Dover when it comes out and says, oh, my God, it's going to be the best race of the season. But people are circling. Dover is noticed because it's a difficult track. It's definitely difficult to get around there. A lot of goofy things happen. A lot of goofy things did happen, Billy. Uh, and and look where we're at. Dover made an impact. Can I interject here? Yes, I know please, you please, haven't please. introduced me yet, but I mean, I think people are used to me being here. Hello, now, Rob. So you don't have to say, "Hey, Rob Lopes." You know, Rob Lopes is with us. <laughs> anyway, moving forward, um, I wanted to interject here. The fact that we had, well, we had a Dover doubleheader, and it probably, and truth be told, you know, I don't think Dover was scheduled as a doubleheader to begin with. But let's, yeah. we won't even get into that because 2020 is as jacked up as it gets. Um, but having a Dover double, a Dover doubleheader made life very interesting 
but even without the doubleheader, having Dover as your second to last race yeah. before the playoff cutoff, and your playoff cutoff is a <laughs> super speedway plate race. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can't you can't write this any better. Yeah. I mean, because Dover is a tricky animal to begin with, mm-hmm. and we had the usual suspects. You know, yeah. Danny won Saturday, Kevin won yep. Sunday, and both cars put a ass whooping on the field on both days. Yep. I mean, the yep. four car put a total ass whooping on the field Sunday. I mean, yeah. When you have two races that you lap over half the field, uh-huh. you are kicking ass. Somebody's dialed in. And, and Rob, I like the way you I mean, said totally kicking ass. The, the usual suspects uh, at the front. Well, you also had the, the usual suspects causing mayhem back there. Uh, Joey Logano, some of this doesn't have a friend. I, if, his, if his son still likes him, he's the only, uh, adult, uh, only male on the planet that probably still has a good relationship with Joey Logano. I'm not sure he has a, a good relationship with anybody but his crew chief and maybe his spotter um, in the cup garage. But he made his presence known as he has uh, all this season. You got Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was the, the brunt of it. You got guys making mistakes here and there. It was, I'm going to tell you something, the usual suspects that have to get to this extremely technical track, and, and, yeah. and they had to go for it. And, and, Rob, we talked about it last week. This this tire was a little softer. I was, I, Rob, from a, from a fan standpoint, tire strategy meant a whole lot, a, a whole lot there, but Towards the end, we saw Jimmy Johnson come out there and do something, and he, I think he, he pitted in sixth. He come in, took few only, came out there. He, he fell back to third, but let's face it, he wasn't going to beat he, Kevin Harvick. He came in once. He came in once late in the race. It was late in the race. They came in and put two on and gained six spots. I think it was. Yeah, that's right. He was running yeah. up there, but they threw that late race caution came in and the leaders came, and. He came in and, and left in the lead, but he put two tires on where everybody put four on. Yeah. You saw exactly what four hey, tires meant. I, I, I knew what was coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it hurt him, but they were they were hoping for yeah. the best. Right. Well, they and, were hoping for the best. And here's the fact. But the I'm going to tell you what: two tires versus four, especially the four car was the four car was a monster. A I mean. My Miles was sucking his thumb yeah. Sunday night. <laughs> he was yeah. beat up, and he knew he had lost. And, and by yeah. Jimmy Johnson coming in, I don't think if this is just a regular Dover. I don't think Jimmy Johnson does that. I don't think Cliff Daniels no. takes that. But but he oh, really and, and not only 100%. that, but it actually helped him pick up two spots on William Byron yeah. because he he went from and, sixth, finished third, picked up two spots. Uh-huh. And it was exciting. I mean, we don't get that in a normal Dover race. And, and as as Rob uh, um, so astutely pointed out, to have a doubleheader at Dover to be the second and, and third, uh, you know, the, the two races before the final, which is Daytona, and, and we're going to talk Daytona, about a Daytona, plate race. a plate race with with a with a new plate package. We didn't run this plate package when they were there in in in, in, in February. But I thought the the and, and and this is all getting to who gets the the, the big kudos here and and Billy you you know I, I don't do this often 
But what NASCAR has done to be able to get this schedule back on track with all the bullshit that are going on, with all the different municipalities and local uh, authorities and state authorities, for them to be able to do with all the protocols that they've had to institute for the bullshit the teams have had to go through, for them to pull off this to get us to where we're supposed to be in the season with a doubleheader. Absolutely. We walked out of we walked out of Dover when we left Dover Sunday night. We are back on schedule. It's amazing. Now in yeah. March, when all this crap started, and even in May when we started going back racing, if you had said, "Boys, <laughs> by the time we hit the end of August, we're going to be back on schedule," everybody and yes. I'll you and everybody is a lot of people. Yes. Everybody would have said, "Ain't no way in hell." Ain't no way. Exactly. And and somehow, with everybody's help and fortitude, NASCAR, the municipalities, the tracks, everybody, we have managed to get back on schedule. And now the last 10 races are going to run as scheduled yeah. and at advertised distance. It's absolutely crazy. It's amazing. It's a testament to the to the people in the industry. And, 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 and I'm giving props and kudos, well-deserved to NASCAR. But the fact of the matter Absolutely. is, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen. I mean, NASCAR can make any edicts that they want, but it doesn't happen without the hard work of every single person involved in the circus, from the, from the, the over-the-road haulers to the guys moving everything for NASCAR to the officials to the, the local mm-hmm. track. I mean, it's just it's an amazing – forget about the racing. It is an amazing feat of logistics. Mm-hmm. And all the moving parts. You're exactly right. And all the moving parts, man. To get it all there. And, and I'm fascinated by it because right now the NBA can't put their thumb up their ass. The hockey barely can. Oh, Baseball is, is almost as screwed up as, as the NBA is. It's just, nobody has their shit together on the planet from where I sit. Uh, F1's done a pretty good job, but nobody's done any better job at anything that that Not at all. has. And and this is this mm-hmm. is a testament to the people uh, uh, that that work for NASCAR and work in the industry. Because listen, just like everybody, I, uh, every organization has their dumbasses. NASCAR is uh, and the teams are not 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 any different. But fact of the matter is, in this situation. My God, they pulled it off, Billy, and they deserve. Uh, they deserve. Uh, uh, when I open up, um, when I, well, I'm not going to open up a beer, but when I pour myself a big, tall, stiff drink of uh, Bullet Bourbon this weekend to watch a Daytona race, the first one is for NASCAR and the people in the industry to make this shit happen. Because I could not imagine, Billy, uh, now uh, after seeing some of this NBA stuff and the, and the MLB, I could not imagine what the last couple months would have been without NASCAR. NASCAR coming back has been a healing, a source of healing for millions of, of Americans and, and, and other people around the world. And, and the fact of the matter is I, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, you, we, we both know Mike Kelton listens to this thing every Friday. I mean, we, we, I mean we, we, we have gotten into many text arguments with Mike Kelton and, and that sort of thing. But, but, but Mike, Mike's cool. Mike, I want you to know that we appreciate um, all the people that you left there in charge and everybody's doing everything. I, I couldn't be happier, and I want to make sure that, that, that they get recognized in, in, in the, entire, the entire industry. Because, listen, sponsors 
sponsors had to agree, put the show on without track activation. It's a big part of their program, Billy. Every oh, yeah. sponsor up and down that garage wants to have people at the tracks. They, they, I mean, that's a big deal for them. But they went on with the show. It's made American lives better, and and I'm just I'm ecstatic about it. And um, everybody deserves a pat on the back that it is well deserved. Um, that having been said, well, um, that having been said, we we still have eleven races to go. And Billy, every year since this the the chase come out. Uh, and, and I think about the first year of the chase, I'm thinking, wow, this is crazy. That was baby stuff. That was kindergarten shit compared to what's happening today. <laughs> what, what is going on today with this last race of Daytona? I'm not sure that we could. I'm not. I'm literally awesome. not sure that we could that we could write a script like that. Um, life the is, dynamics, Dan. The yeah. dynamics of this race. We could spend an hour and a half going through the field as to. What everybody needs to accomplish. Yeah, that's right. And because the dynamics are unbelievable. Rob, they're unprecedented. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm gonna think about you know the NASCAR that I grew up on in the in the in the late '70s and the in the early '80s, and through, you know through the '80s. Wow, talk about growing up, yourself, bro. I, I am, I, I'm, I, but I, but I gotta tell you something. The I mean, I didn't I realize. Saw, listen, man, I didn't realize your social security number was 15. Well, I, I don't. But I mean, that was my football number, so um, I, I I chose it because that was my social security number. So you really shouldn't use your social security number for anything else, man, because you know you yeah. can get hacked in that. But, <laughs> That's go ahead. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I thought I, I thought the race, the product that I saw in 1984 was fantastic. And I thought the product in 1988 was fantastic. And I got to tell you something. I I look at those races now, and I'm like, man. That's um that was a different that was a different product back then, and and I, I know we can do the same. Wait, thing. Bit, but wait, but wait before we get comparing eras to eras, you, it's almost impossible to do it fairly, and it doesn't. Sure. And in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter because Absolutely. everything's different, equipment's different, people are different, technology is different. It changes everything, and you know, and I hate when people. And I'm going to use the basketball thing for an example. Oh, you know, who's better, LeBron or Michael? Come on, man. The game was different. The game was different in the 50s, yeah. the 60s, the 70s, yeah. the 80s. The game is different. The game was different in racing. You know, like everybody yeah, says, exactly. oh, Lopes, man. You know, oh, yeah, you were you were a pit crew guy, but, you know, you were knocking off. You only knocked off 15-second stops. Dude, or 14-second stops or 13-second stops, and now we're doing 11. Yo, man, the technology was different. Of course. And the game was different. Yeah. Don't compare them. Don't compare them. When I because look at the, the reason we are where we are is because where we've been. That's right. Just enjoy both of the greatness. Well, that's exactly enjoy what all of it. Really, exactly. LeBron, enjoy all of it. Michael Jordan, totally two different areas. You cannot compare them. Michael Jordan grew up and played in the era where when you got fouled, you got the hell fouled out of you. You just didn't get your hands smacked. Like, you may come up missing teeth. That's right. The the point of this whole thing that each of us agree on is it doesn't matter what decade, era, whatever. The fact of the matter is NASCAR and the industry continues to make it the best product available. 
agreed. I'm just wildly, wildly happy to be a NASCAR fan. With and I, listen, we, we suffered through the the car tomorrow, okay? But to NASCAR's credit, shit, they were they better. just come out of making you know Dale Earnhardt had just died, and we we had to shift the entire industry. And not only have we not only have we if we made up for the car tomorrow, in my opinion, but without that car tomorrow. I mean, I, I, I hate to think about we had to move. We the probably direction. don't have what we have. We probably don't. In fact, the matter is, I am appreciative of every single year we have had, and I cannot be. I I, I now am very glad that we're not going to have the new uh, generation car until 2022. That gives everybody a little yeah. a little bit of breathing time. We're going to make sure that That's this is enough. better. We we have a lot more time to get it right. And, and Billy. I, NASCAR has done enough of the right things for the on-track product that I'm I'm really I'm a lot more confident than I have ever been that that this is going to go as smooth as it possibly can. Will there be bumps in the road? Literally, yes. It'll just be just like Turn Three and Four over at Kentucky. There's going to be bumps there, okay? But I I feel like confident that we're we're going to be able to navigate those things and and we're going to be okay. And and the people who are bitching and moaning and crying about the point system and this, that, and the other thing, they're just missing out on life because this is a fantastic time to be a fucking NASCAR fan. It absolutely <laughs> is. And, and I hope that, that, you know, we've continued to reach out to people and made, and made some new fans during this pandemic because, Billy, as a fan of this sport, I watched my first race in 1976. Hey, Rob, I... I dated myself there for sure, and and I got to tell you something. I am absolutely, absolutely, perfectly, I am 100% content with the on-track product, and and I'm glad that what we have. Could it be better? Sure. Could it be worse? Oh, you damn right it could. And right now we have great storylines. Yes, and we got storylines up and down the field, Billy Bradley, and and this this weekend is absolutely no different. And let let's start right here uh, with, with Daytona. I mean, let's just get to it. The last time we were there yeah, at Daytona, absolutely. Billy, um, you and I were texting each other until the wee hours of the morning because of Ryan Newman's crash, and we had yeah. no idea what was going on, and, and we couldn't sleep. I mean, literally, you and I did not sleep maybe an hour, an hour and a half, maybe that night. We just couldn't sleep. Didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> And it was absolutely atrocious to have to watch and be a part of, and just gut wrenching, and, and and not knowing anything, not knowing anything, and I mean hoping for the best, praying for the best, but like, damn, that was a bad smash, man. That was a bad smash, and and here we are, we're going back to Daytona. I mean, like, no big deal. Nothing's happened between now and then. Rob, as a as a guy on the crew, I mean, I would imagine that. Going back to Daytona with with your guy in the car is a pretty big fucking deal. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I to be honest with you, and and I don't know. This is just me talking. This is just me. Yep. I think going back to Daytona two weeks ago and running that road course was a big deal for Ryan yeah. because yeah. We, I, I don't think it was as big a deal for us. I mean, we knew where we were going and we knew what was going on, but we looked at it as a road course. There's a chicane there, blah, 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 blah. This week is a different story. Yeah. Yeah. Right because we are going back to the same format and the same format of racing 
that we were dealing with in February. And for those that don't know, the six bunch was 100, 150 yards away from being Daytona 500 champions. Yep. And all of a sudden, it you want to talk about a roller coaster of emotions. And then to see our man and to be in contact, and we're at the shop and we're just people, you know, they're keeping us in the loop, but we're still trying to be productive and we don't know what seat's going in the car. We don't know what's going on. And, but now we're going back to this place. The guy in the seat of that six is tough as nails. Yeah. I mean, you want, yep. I mean, 10 penny nail tough. You know what I mean? So we're going to go back there. He's going to strap himself in that car and, if you don't think that we haven't dotted our I's and crossed our T's on that race car to make sure that everything is to his liking, then y'all don't even know who then you then you don't know what the six bunch is about. Oh yeah. Because the group I the group I work with are amazing guys. Do our results show it this year? No. But has our year been a, a roller coaster ride? I can't even – if I wrote it down on paper, people would be like, what are you all doing? I, like, I could write it in crayon, and you all be like, what? <laughs> like, people don't even know. And, and I'm just going to go – just going to get on my soapbox here a little bit. Yeah. We get a lot of criticism. And you know what? Some of, it's, some of it's warranted, some of it's not. But I can promise you this. The guys that work on that six car are top-notch. And if you don't think that we don't cover our details, then y'all don't know us, and y'all don't y'all shouldn't judge us. But I can promise you this: the car we pushed on that trailer this afternoon is 100% the best race car we can give that man. Yeah. And he will be safe in it. He will be comfortable in it, and he will perform in it. And you better believe when that man he might he's going to throw a brick on that pedal. And cross his legs because he's going to be digging. Uh, Billy Bradley, I don't know about you, Billy Bradley, but I want to go out in the in the, in the front yard and do some wind sprints. Um, wind sprints, yeah, yeah. Go do some wind sprints and uh, play the Rocky theme um, behind me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you need some yeah, tiger right there, Ben. I'm ready. I, I, I they told us. Go ahead, Billy. I said this last weekend, the weekend we went to the road course, and, you know, Ron Newman was out there thanking the, the workers and the emergency crew and yeah. stuff. I helped him 100% understand every bit of it. But I said, this ain't the race that's going to get him. I don't think when he gets back, like, it's, it's Daytona, but it's not the type of race we're going to see this weekend when we go there. Like, this is the weekend that, you know, granted, he knows that he's got the best, safety equipment he can get. I mean, hell, he tried it out to the full extent in February. We saw it all work out. And, you know, I think 100% behind what Rob said, that he knows he's in good, safe equipment, and he's going to be, I mean, like you said, he was 100 yards from being a Daytona 500 champion. Yeah. So this this is one of the, I mean, listen, when the schedule comes out, I, I, I mean, it doesn't matter. I, I know we're starting at Daytona, and but but there's a few that I schedule or I circle on both Daytonas, both Talladegas, Bristol, uh, Martinsville. Hey, I mean, we those, so much shit. 
shit for loving these restrictor plates because, you know, yeah. then we got, we would give Jeff Gluck all kinds of shit because he hated writing about these stuff, these uh, races. Listen, Jeff Gluck and that other Matt Weaver guy and, and all those dumbasses that, um, uh, that 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 hate restrictor plates ra- racing and all that kind of stuff. Or, or they're, or they're they're just fucking idiots. And, I, and I've told this to the Jeff Gluck. You're a fucking idiot. You race the racetrack, and 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 everybody knows when they get in there it's dangerous. But fact of the matter is, and, and what we saw with Ryan Newman was literally a crazy crazy fucking deal. But fact of the matter is, there's not one fucking place we don't go where somebody can get viciously and violently hurt. This is a fucking sport where it's hard to get insurance, Billy. I mean, a football yeah. player doesn't have a hard time getting fucking insurance like that damn race car driver does, for Christ's sakes. This is a dangerous fucking thing, and I've told them the entire time, if you don't like it, don't fucking watch. But fact of the matter is, uh, it's a fantastic thing. It, yes, it's dangerous, but so is driving at fucking Bristol and hitting the – I mean, Bristol has been dangerous before. You're not going 200 miles an hour. You're not going to flip upside down most likely at Bristol, but I don't think for a second you can't get hurt at places because you can. And, and I and, – uh, Go ahead. Think about think – about, what was it, the um, – I want to say it was the 80s. Michael Waltrip was driving that Kool-Aid car. Yes. Go and Google that. Go and Google yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's absolutely Google that if you think something big can't happen in Bristol. Google no, that. Of course. And, and I mean, when when they uh, – that was in the movie, Billy. You remember, do you remember the movie where um, – uh, actually, I mean, the only thing – I mean, shit, he was sitting on the ground. I mean, I was just like yeah. – what? It's a, just, I mean, it's these things happen. But when you're the best in the world, I mean, it's that's what makes it exciting. If, if, if it wasn't a test of mental fortitude – and, and by the way, uh, Ryan Newman. And who would care? Who would watch it? Exactly. Who would watch it? But Ryan Newman's a throwback. Let, let's just put that there. They're, Ryan, they're not. They don't make drivers like Ryan Newman anymore. I, we're not going to see a driver like Ryan Newman. Uh, I, I mean, no, I would be surprised. No, no, why? Uh, he's he's he's, a, he's the end of an era. When, when he's done, that's that's kind of um, that, that's kind of it. So I, but 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 I'll I'll say this about about plate races. They're more exciting. There's more drama. I, I, they'll sell you the whole seat at Daytona and Talladega, but you only need the edge. And and, that's, <laughs> and, and, and you, I mean, there, there's no there, there's no substitute for it. And now fast forward, we've had what we had at Daytona to start, all this shit that we've had in between, and here we are, oh. right back on schedule with Ryan <laughs> J. Newman getting ready to go back. And I, I'm I'm literally. Um, I've, I've gotten goosebumps. Listen, I got goosebumps when he when he thanked the the, the safety crew for helping him out. That that was badass. Yeah. That, that was that was cool as hell. But to see him strap up and get back in that car, um, I, I mean, listen, Dale Jr. I, I, Dale Jr. has had some of the most iconic moments in the sport. Winning after going to the track and winning after his father was killed in his in his you know behind him. Um, one of the most iconic moments in this entire sports history another one yeah. dale jr wins the first race after 9-11 billy he wins the first yep. race after 9-11 and then that young man puts his the, the all the pressure in the world on top of himself and goes out there and drives a number three wrangler car 
And, and, I mean, God, he has to win, right? Uh, I mean, damn, uh, you know all that shit's bought off, folks. Of I course. Mean, this was meant for, I mean, damn. Yeah. Yeah, the car was cheated up. It, it had um, an extra <laughs> 60 cubic inches of, uh, of, of horsepower yeah. and all this stuff. But, I, but, but Ryan Newman getting back in that car and, 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 and driving a Daytona plate race after what we saw is an iconic moment of the sport, his, uh, Billy. And, and I think NASCAR is going to house that as, hey, we have the best drivers in the world but we're pretty damn good at what we do in the way of safety, thanks to another crash yep. that happened at Daytona and the the on-track safety personnel and protocols that they have in place. I mean, yep. it, it appears that everything worked the way it was supposed to work in, a, in the event of an unfortunate, terrible accident. And, that we if, that's, and if that's not a testament to – the, the where we are as a sport, the where we are in, in in this era, this generation, we're just continuing to get better. We've learned from our mistakes, and Ryan Newman getting in that car in a plate race and making one lap is going to be an amazing thing because, you know, back in February, Billy, we weren't sure he was going to walk. We weren't sure we were going to see him again. We We didn't know. We had no idea what was going to happen, but we all had a bad damn feeling, and here we are. Yeah. So I, I just – this is a hell of a race. It's a, it's, a, it's a great moment for the sixth team. But Ryan Newman is becoming a legend. Um, he, you know, Hall of Fame, probably not. But legend, 100%, the Rocket Man is a legend, turning one lap there yeah. at, at, at Daytona. And, and, it's, and you, you're not going to be able to convince me otherwise because that is a tough son of a bitch. And uh, he, yeah. he dealt with it, and he's going to strap up. And I guarantee you that <laughs> I promise you, Ryan Newman wants that victory more than any of us want it. Um, and 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 guess what? It wouldn't surprise me if if he gets there. But let, let's talk about this. We got 13 drivers who are locked in the playoff, but Clint Boyer, he's all but locked in. He's he's you know he, he's pretty close. And by the way, Billy, uh, thanks for pushing me to pick him this weekend because. You helped me a ton, brother, because um, I was on the fence yeah. with him. But um, there's three drivers that are potentially could get the, the the final spots. But but here's one thing, and of course they're you know De Benedetto, um, uh, uh, Byron, and and Jimmy Johnson. And, and by the way, how exciting was it to see Jimmy Johnson up front, Billy? That that was cool. It was cool, you know. Well, yeah, it was on pit call, but, you know, he's still running up front. And and here's the wild card, okay? Eric Jones knows what the hell he's doing on a plate track. And I don't think Eric Jones is going to – I mean, mathematically he's in there, but there are 14 players, there are 14 other cards that with a win, they are guaranteed into this playoff, Billy. And you, you got – I mean, Bubba Wallace is going to be running like crazy. Um, you know Eric Jones, he's got a – That's win. where the fun starts. That's where the fun starts with this guy. There because you, you go. got them cats that are, that are you know, 14 through 16. Yep. All it takes is somebody behind them in points to win this race in Daytona. They're screwed. And somebody will pump out. That's exactly right. Or you have a bad day early and, and finish, you know – if there's a if there's a catastrophe of some fashion or mechanical failure early by one of those fellas that are not locked in, yeah, that's a game changer, man. That's Let me tell you this right game. now. If, if we are at a 
track that this can happen, and it's been proven yeah. to happen. Yeah. And, and if I'm in the field, I tell my spotter to let me know where the run's coming and tell me where that little son of a bitch Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is. Because I, <laughs> I want to know, I, I want to know three things: where's the run, where's Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and where's Joey Logano. Because Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is going to be hell bent, especially after what happened to him at Dover. Uh, and that little son of a bitch knows how to play race too. He's very, very there, I don't believe Joey Logano and uh, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. as of late have proven to me to be the most aggressive plate racers that we have. Now that doesn't mean yes. th- that doesn't mean that they're the most calculated. They're the most aggressive. They do some dumb shit out there, but they've gotten some wins. Right. And 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 now we've got fourteen people that if they win, they're in. Holy shit. I mean if you're William Byron and you're Jimmy Johnson <laughs> I mean you um, I, I mean, Rob, you're 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 playing William a point Byron game. See, but those two cats those two cats got to play the point game as well as go for the win. Absolutely, yes. It, it's 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 so difficult to wrap your and this is what getting back to what I, I'm just going to touch. I'm not going to belabor the point, but fact of the matter is, yeah. how can this not be fun for a NASCAR fan? Because the 24 Absolutely. and the 48, who are teammates, by the way, right. they're going to have to help have to each other. Race each other, and they have to race each other. It's a it's the damnedest thing that they they definitely don't want to help a Ford, they 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 definitely no. don't want to help you know a Toyota. They're going to have to work with each other, but they have to beat each other too. And th- you don't get this in any other sport. And and this no. is what's great about about NASCAR. And I listened to Cliff Daniels talk earlier in this week. I listened to Chad Canals talk earlier in this week. Chad Canals had a great line, by the way. It's it's, it's typical Chad. He's like. Um, I, I don't reflect backwards. I, I, I move forward. We're not going to talk about Dover. It sounds, Billy, I don't know if you heard any of the, any of the audio, but it sounded like uh, Jimmy Johnson was in the car and not William Byron because those two were going at it pretty. Did you listen to any of the radio by chance? I did not listen to any of it. It was pretty entertaining. Uh, Will, Willie Byron, young Willie Byron is uh, – is, is is feeling his oats a little bit. But this is a, a track where we're going to – with everything on the line, and I'm already excited. And we're recording this Thursday night. Oh, so I'm fired up about Saturday night's race. So you know, and it's I I usually get this way on the final races, but not to this extent. Like I have a brisket laid out. I have yeah. a bottle of vodka. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're ready. You're ready, uh, Billy. I'm ready too. And I, and I, I, I'm so ready. I just, I, I, words can't adequately express how excited I am now. By Saturday, I'm going to be a, a big pile of goo sitting on the edge of my damn couch watching the entire race, and I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Now, the, the one thing that, so we, we are dropping down from five, what is it, 550 horsepower to like 500 or 515 horsepower. Rob, is that? I mean, we're, we're losing just a little bit of horsepower than the last time we Something were here like in February, right? It's not much, yeah. but it's a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit. Really. I, I would. I'm not 100 percent certain on the theory behind it, but okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds to me, if anything, and again, I'm not a gearhead, but if anything, it will eliminate some of those huge runs to only make them big runs. Uh, with with a little bit less with less horsepower, but Billy, I I have to believe uh, that we're gonna. I, I anticipate seeing a lot of more 
pack racing. And I know I, I can't believe I'm saying this because it's Daytona, but I think we're going to see a lot more pack racing. And this is where, like the Ricky Stenhouse Juniors and the Bubba Wallaces and the and the guys that are can can win at this track, which is damn near everybody in the field, but especially those 14 that are on the outside, but but still can uh, can point them way point uh, win, with a win they're in. This is unbelievably exciting, and 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 the drama that this sets up. You just listen. I was unbelievably content in the '80s when I watched the race, and I'm unbelievably content in 2020. It's hard to say that about anything, but this has everything that we're looking for, Billy. And and I got to ask you a question right now, Billy. Um, William, William, William Byron, Matt Benedetto, and Jimmy Johnson. Do, do any of those three go to the back like we see a lot of people do and then race their way to the front when it's time? Or how, how do you, how, if you were one of those three guys, Billy, how would, how do you see them running their race? Uh, I, I don't think so. They got a, like you said, that they got a race within a race, but they got a point race as well. So they have to get up front and earn stage points. So I, I think you see them make it to the front. Now, I think if, you know, we get like two or three to go and they're in the back you know, with no runs, I think they lay back. But other than that, that's the only scenario I see that they don't push the issue to try to earn stage points. I agree. I, I think that they have to race and they have to be aware of where everybody is. And if one of those guys, yeah. you know, falls behind, I think, you know, like, like Rob alluded to earlier, if one of those guys fall behind, I'm not sure that they necessarily push it to the limit. If they don't necessarily have to, but you got to believe that that they have to run this race. They can't. And a guy like Clint Boyer, he's well, he's most likely. Go ahead, Rob. I see. Think about this. Think about this. Let's just say you know the forty-eight and the twenty-four are racing against each other and they're racing their way in. And there are some things that can happen where they can both get in. But it, I mean, I, I mean the mathematics are ridiculous right it's now. It's far fetched. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need a legal pad, pencil, and maybe two erasers, yeah. and, you know, maybe an abacus. I don't really know. But the the fact of the matter is, is let's say one of those two cars gets dropped, and he's in trouble, he's losing the draft, or whatever, he's in the back, and whatever. The play to, the play to watch is the 88 and the 9, who are already mm-hmm. locked in the playoffs, will help those two. Yeah. Yeah. If something happens and one of those cars drops off the back of the, ta- you know, the tail of the field and they need some help or whatever, look for the 88 and the 9 to go help them. Yeah. Because you can't ask the 48 to go help the 24. That's right. Because yep. he, he can put himself in jeopardy. But you yep. take one of your two cars already locked in to go help him. Look, yeah. that is one thing to look for. That That is. Oh, yeah. The reason we're looking at these Hendrick cars is because they're the ones that are in 16th and 17th. They're the ones that are right there. You know, you know Peter Totter. Hey, I think, now, there's some other I things think, that can go on mathematically where they could both get in, but we're talking about a lot of crazy stuff happening. Yeah. Go ahead, Billy. And I, think, like, I do see some people going to the back, but I think it'll around, you know, Bubba Wallace and Ryan Newman. Christopher Bell, all those like in the top 25 that has to win, they have to be there at the end. Those uh, 
stage point doesn't mean shit to them. They have to win the race. So they want to be there at the end. I see some of them people going to the back stuff because, I mean, it's going to be crazy. Every one of these stage-in cautions, it's going to get crazy. It, it is. And, and Rob, what, uh, thanks for sharing that. I, there were so many things going on. I hadn't even thought about scenarios like that. But the fact of the matter is, that's what they're going to have. There are going to be team orders. There are also going to be a time where they're like, hey, we're, we we, we got to race the race. And, and I think that I, I absolutely, I absolutely 100% believe the scenario that Rob just said is likely to happen, uh, is, is absolutely yes, likely I, to happen. And, I mean, and, it's 2020. Why wouldn't it? I mean, uh, yes. I mean, yeah. we only thought some crazy shit happened at Daytona when Juan Pablo smacked the jet dryer. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you think in a cutoff race at a plate track like Daytona with everything else got going on, I mean, who knows what to expect at this point? You know? Who really? That way they're still getting well, I, I can tell you this. Um, this is all say I'm, I'm ready to run a damn race and, and ready to get yeah. ready to get going out there. Um, Let's do our pick. Let's do some I, pick. I, I don't I don't know if there's anything else to say. Um, I think I won this weekend, no. didn't I? Yeah, but I'm sorry. I think I'm pretty sure I picked the four. Did I pick the four? Yeah, you picked the four. Yeah. And um, who was who was your? Did second you pick the eleven? I picked the eleven, so I huh? won one. You won the other. What was the uh, what was right, your second let pick? Me the, hold on, hold on, stop, 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 stop. Oh boy, here we go. Let's rock paper scissors for it. I was got that? my ass kicked by both of you guys, and my <laughs> driver finished second in both races. That's oh, All right, so go ahead. All right, all right. Pick first, Billy. So yeah, let's I don't let want to hear go. the bullshit. Yeah, let's let you go. I don't want to hear the bullshit. Oh, y'all. Y'all jerked me around. Pick first. Joey Logano. Crickets. 22. Say Ricky Stenhouse. They can't do it. I can't do it. Joey Logano and. Okay. Uh, Tyler Reddick. Damn. Wow. Okay, Billy Bradley. I, I'm not going to say you're going to call him because that, that little son of a bitch is, he knows how to win that. I wanted to pick so bad. I just couldn't do it because I didn't want to give you guys any bad vibes this weekend. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank, uh, thank you, uh, Billy Bradley. Rob Lopes, who are you taking, son? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just glad Billy picked first because I've – I mean, can I pick the field as my dark horse? And uh, no, I don't think um, so. No. Jeez, I'm gonna pick YRB. Okay. And Clint Boyer. Shit! Oh, wow, those are two good picks, brother. Those are real. Solid. Those are. Those are. Those solid good picks. Uh, Denny Hamlin is uh, a, a no-brainer here, uh, following to me um, right here. But I, I, this this is a very interesting. Uh, this is very interesting because Clint Boyer would have absolutely been who I, who I was going to take. That that guy can't afford to do anything but ride up front and stay up front. Um, 
And but I, I got I got to be honest with you, I I, I really want to take Eric Almirola. Um, I really want to take Eric Almirola because you know what I'm going to take Eric Almirola. I'm going to take the 11 and I'm going to take the 10. Billy Bradley, Rob Lobes. Um, Billy Bradley has the 22 nice. and the eight. Rob Lobes has the 12 and the 14. I've got the 11 and I have the 10. And I got I got to tell you something, fellas. Um, none of us could even be in a top 10. And that's what makes this damn race so so amazing because we're not going to know until it's over. It ain't like we're going anywhere else where you can use some past experience and history and trends and all that. This is Daytona, and this is the this is the race to see who goes into the playoffs. And I, Rob, I, man, I, listen, it's an exciting time to be down there in that garage, and uh, I'm a little bit yeah. jealous to be bluntly honest with you. This is what you guys wake up for and do for a living every day, and here you are. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, this is a big deal, man. I mean, this schedule shakeup has really proved to be interesting, and then you throw everything else that we've dealt with on top of it, you know, through the course of this season, and this race is this race is going to be electric. I mean, it's going to be electric. If you if you're if you're not watching on TV, if you're a race fan and you're not watching on TV, shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. Race fan, not watching. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. This is the kind of races that uh, people will typically have parties, watch parties, and that sort of thing. But I can tell you this: Twitter will be alive and crazy on Saturday with this race. Um, Rob, uh, congratulations for you and your team making it back down there with uh, with your guy in the car. That's an amazing thing. Yeah, um, very excited yeah. for you guys to get down there. Yeah. I, this is this is the kind of stuff that. You know that thirty for thirties are made out of. You've got everything for this story except for one little thing, and um, wow. uh, and, and it's I mean, it could be a Cinderella story, and it could be just, hey man, he was there. But I can tell you this: we have put a piece on him, and and we're gonna and we're gonna we we've, we've been working hard. The guys at the shop and Jimmy Finnegan especially, because he's our speedway guy. Yeah. Uh, he has put a lot of time and effort into this car, and both cars, the 6 and the 17. Yeah. He's put a lot of time and effort into these cars, and we took our time over the last two weeks. When Once we got that car, we have dotted I's, crossed T's, and just gone over it and over it just to make sure that we, are, you know, we, we want to show up with the best piece we can here and make sure that, Every you know, there's not a there's not a stone unturned for Ryan, and that that was our mindset this week. Awesome. Uh, re- regardless of victory or not, it's an amazing story yeah. and a testament to that yes, man's grit and a testament to NASCAR's uh, great word. <laughs> and, and, and it's just it's an amazing story for Rob Lopes, for Billy Bradley. This is Dado. Let's go big time plate racing, boys. What do you say? Let's, Let's do it. We'll talk about it. Oh yeah, let's go. With all this craziness going on in the world right now, we appreciate you spending a little time with us. Before you leave, take a minute and check out this new song by Guy L. Boom and Alex Hobbs. Here's End of the World. Yeah. I'm turning off my TV. Shit's getting rough. All the service negativity. I think I had enough. Got my own demons that I'm still dealing with. And if you still wanna be here, 